live on SENSA. Welcome to Eagles Radio. For Norma's homes, build a better life, and My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome to Eagles Radio, Tuesday night, 5.30, here at Studio Limo, number one, King William Street. Paul Bonza and Jimmy Tompus is back. Tom, welcome back to Eagles Radio. Thank you, Bonds. Always good to be here. Massive show tonight. We've got Huge. the skipper on. Not as big as last week, I don't think. Hawley is a tough act, act to follow. Tough act to follow. But we do have the skipper. And if you missed out on Hawley, you can listen to the podcast. Just go to the <laughs> SEN app. Um, but we've got the skipper, Luke Thompson, and... We got Jesse Lonigan on as well. Looking forward to speaking to Jesse. Some two ripping characters. Yeah, Jesse will be uh, very good to have a chat too. And you can be part of the show. Just call 1300-736-736 or text 0427-154-166. Might have a $50 voucher to $722 Bar and Bistro. And why wouldn't you want to get a $50 voucher to Bar and to $722, mate? Absolutely. All right, let's talk about the lowest scoring win <laughs> in the history of the club. <laughs> was it really? Yes. Apparently, it was the lowest score to win a game by the Eagles uh, oh, gee, that's not the, in, in not the history you of the club. It was a reason for it, obviously. That's true. But uh, yes, 4 4 28, defeated South 3 9 27. <laughs> there was one behind kicked in the final term. That was it. I oh, know. Uh, there was only one goal kicked in the second half. By us, was it? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yes. That's good. Uh, to hit the front. Yep, that's right. And that was and that was it. Um, tell us about <laughs> how bad it was. We saw how bad it was to watch. Yeah. Like the conditions looked horrendous. How bad was it to actually play in those conditions? It was tough. I've never experienced a game of football like that uh, in my um, in my career. We were watching the reserves prior to our game and we just saw the, the deck getting worse and worse. Um, when we arrived, there was just a layer of water over the field. And Woody Oval retains the water pretty well. Um, and then when we, we got out there for uh, the start of our game, it was pretty chopped up and it just got worse and worse from there. And I mean, it was actually quite entertaining and fun out there. It just felt like you were playing under eights footy, but it was just contest after contest and, um, there was a few sore boys yesterday, but more, most importantly, we got the win. I would have hate, hated to have gone through that for three hours and lose that game. Um, there was a couple of uh, interesting moments, and we'll get to those. But the main stat that stood out from the game, and I think everyone's spoken about this, 337 <laughs> tackles for the day. And South actually had more tackles than kicks. I know. They had 198 Crazy. tackles and only 184 kicks. It's just unheard of. It's it's nuts. It, it felt like that out there. Yeah. Um, and I think at halftime, we have our own KPIs and statistics, and we saw our tackle count, and it was off the charts. And obviously, that's a testament to, to the conditions as well. And then you look after the game and see the full game statistics and see South stats and, and Dylan Clark having close to 20 tackles and... I mean, I had almost 10 tackles, Bonds, and I'd never yes. get that many. So that probably goes to show <laughs> the conditions. I think they gave you a few more than 10, actually. Did they? I think it was 11 or 12 you had. I'll take that. That, yeah. that gets my average for the year up, for sure. Um, but no, it was it was nuts. It was nuts. We're, we're better off going through it. I just hope I never have to go through a game like that again. <laughs> what are you, are you, uh, Training question yeah. uh, is Woodville Oval off limits? Because I walked it's, around it last night with the dog, and uh, it looked pretty bad still. It's a good question. We um, Sheeds has given us the week off, so we have the bye this week, great. which is great. So 
um, gives us a good opportunity to freshen up a little bit. Um, and that sort of coincided with us having, having no, no training. So we'll go away and do our own stuff and come back Monday week, um, to, as a collective, I think we're going to Ottawa though, to give, give the oval a bit of a break, because as you said, uh, I was at the club earlier doing a weight session and had a quick walk around and it's pretty grim still. So yeah. I think we have some juniors on there tonight and there might be some 16s and 18s games on there Thursday night. So yeah, I, I, surely the sample has to move those games. Oh, you would have thought, thought so. Thought. It's just going to ruin our deck for the rest of the year and no one's going to want to play there. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, Troy Menzel, two goals. Uh, Very important. He, he kicked half, half your goals. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks two goals um, and uh, he just, he's just so dangerous. Obviously, Dan's having a great year as well, but it's great to see Troy getting when we thought what might have been a season-ending knee injury, he's Absolutely. back and playing some great footy. He's so important to our lineup and just brings a different element to our forward line that we were missing when he was out of the team. Uh, and he was critical on the weekend. And it's obvious, for obvious reasons, kicking two goals. But he was really clean around the contest as well and took some really important marks and then went behind the ball um, in the last quarter to try and shore up our defense as well to make sure we didn't concede any more points because obviously it was so tight and I think any goal in that last quarter would have um, sealed the match. So he was a really, really pivotal player for our, for our side. Yeah, it's not often you call next goal wins at three-quarter time, but, <laughs> but it felt that said way. that at halftime, I reckon, Ponce. <laughs> As it turned out, that That's was exactly that. right. Um, just uh, want to talk one moment of the game. Um, Dan Menzel gets a free kick. <laughs> 30 metres out, straight in front, uh, was going the drop punt, was always going the drop punt. At the last minute, something in his head clicks and he goes around the corner. What was, and obviously didn't quite make contact and Joe Haynes gets a hand on it before it goes through for a goal. Uh, so minor score. What was, was there anything said after the game? Was it, was it brought up uh, at a meeting? Or? I think if we, if we lost it, Definitely would have been brought up. Uh, as a matter of fact, we won, so it probably wasn't brought up. Um, oh, look, Dan uh, is probably one of the most professional players you could ever imagine and has a routine for for a lot of things, and goal-kicking is one of those things as well. And he makes contact with those really, really well. So when yeah. I was actually playing on a wing at that time and, and saw him doing it, and in my mind I thought, yep, that's absolutely fine. He'll absolutely nail this kick because you see him do it a number of times, and he makes really good contact for this kick. It, it obviously looked bad, and... It's one of those topical things um, in, in this day and age with football at any level where players go around the corner and feel a little bit more comfortable. So I don't think we pre-read too much into it. Oh, no. Um, I, I, I just have I, – I just – I don't have any issue with him doing it either because yeah. I've seen him do it a lot and mm. he's quite comfortable going around the corner. But the fact that he changed his mind – because he was lining up for a drop punt. Yeah. He was going to kick a drop punt and yep. then went, oh, no, hang on. And yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's, yeah. It is an issue. I yeah. actually haven't spoken to him about it personally. I just think he felt comfortable with, with the, the left foot snap and, and he went for it and unfortunately didn't come off. I mean, if he nailed it, we probably wouldn't be talking about and it And it right doesn't now. matter. Yeah, yeah. that's it doesn't, right. It does not matter Correct. now, but uh, it was just an interesting topic it was, I wanted it to bring was. up. Still not as bad as Sam Overall running in, missing one from a metre and a half. <laughs> that, well, it's funny. I still don't know how oh, that happened. Cool. I was on a wing at that time and I had the perfect angle of that coming off the side of his boot and just deviating left, that would have put them 19 points up. We hadn't yeah. scored by that point. Yeah. And, and I was speaking to Goldie after the game, Matthew Goldsworthy, that is, that probably would have been game over at that point. <laughs> he probably could have sealed it there because kicking three or four goals unanswered in that conditions would have been difficult. So thank goodness he missed that because it, he, it was he, hilarious. <laughs> I watched it back last night and he, 
He did have a smile on his did face he? when he ran back out, but oh, I'm sure God. he wasn't very happy about it. After I'm sure Buffer was more upset about it uh, upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Clark, um, the tackling machine. He's he, in had, he had 19 tackles on yeah. the weekend. Uh, leads the Sandville in tackles. Um, he's developing into a really nice midfielder for us, isn't he? And so important to put the pressure on in the centre of the ground. Certainly is, and it's and it's no wonder why Sheeds, when he didn't get that contract to Essendon in January, it's no wonder Sheeds went after him so much because we, we missed someone like that losing, particularly James Cheetahs as well. Mm. We needed some grunt in there, and um, we probably could have covered him, but you add an AFL calibre midfielder uh, to our to our midfield, it's um, awesome. And, and he's one of those team-first blokes. He doesn't need... 30 touches to get, um, have an impact and more than happy to play a team role and let, you know, Nida get the 30 touches and really impact the game that way. So he's been awesome and a ripping bloke as well. We had a debutant on the weekend, Nathan Studham from Port Wakefield. I know. Um, just looked the part. He did, was, didn't he? Just not, didn't seem to have, be nervous, was clean with the footy, put his body on the line a couple of times. Uh, yeah, he's, he's certainly uh, got a bright future ahead of him, Studs. He, He's very cool, calm, collected, uh, and not nervous whatsoever. I actually asked him before the game, you nervous, mate? And this is probably half an hour before um, kickoff and just brushed it off like it was nothing. Um, very, very, um, yeah, cool, like we said. Really nice skills in traffic as well and, and tough as they come. Uh, Sicker, Justin Sicarella spoke before the game, presented his Guernsey being a Port Wakefield boy as well, and, and it was really awesome, and all his family were in there, and Hopefully he can hold his spot and, and maintain that and, and start playing some awesome football uh, for us moving forward. Just goes to show the development coming through through the reserves, through the 18s. It's, uh, yeah, as always, yep. um, the club does it very well. Uh, Redden and Ballenden controlled the rucks against Brooksby, who's been in really good form. Probably you know one of the, the best ruckmen in the competition as well. But uh, those two just done a job on Brooksby. Yeah, it's a luxury having Connor Balladon as your second ruckman, yeah. isn't it? Um, Redo goes in there early and, and absolutely dominates. And um, I think they both had about 30 or 40 hit outs to, to Brooksby's 30 or 40. So, yeah, really, really worked him over. And that was a plan. Brooksby is really critical to the way they play and how they win games. So we um, targeted Brooksby, not in obviously a, a dirty way or anything like that, but really wanted to work him over because we knew how important he is to their team. So those two boys really stood up and, and did a really great job. Six and three now. Um, a great start to the season. We're two games clear in the five. Uh, it was a pretty important win. Yeah, it certainly was. And, and looking at that now, six and three, it could have been, what's that, five and four? And we're sort of back with the pack a little bit and, and only one game clear of Norwood and a couple of other teams. So it, it really sets us up for the back end of the year. Um, we've got you know two very winnable games coming up in Centrals and Westies who uh, will we'll go on, obviously, as favourites, but we still need to be at the best of our, best of our game. But you're right, we're, we're starting to click. It starts to, it's starting to feel really, really comfortable in our, our balance around um, positional players is starting to get there. So, yeah, we're, we're confident, but it's it's a long season. We're only halfway through and um, plenty of work to do, Bonds. And nice to have a week off it is. about this time. After a game Especially like that after that, 337 <laughs> tackles. Yeah, I think you need two weeks off after that. <laughs> was there uh, a bit of a lineup for the showers after the game? There, there was. <laughs> were they warm? Were they, they hot? Well, the ours were. We got wind that South Adelaide had cold showers oh, after the game. So, that's I mean, it's it's well, Goldie and, and Powley got the um, the plumber out there today. So it was an issue that was 
not because of us. So hopefully they're listening. So we didn't to this. do it on purpose. Well, if we you're didn't. Listening but if, South if we go to an all longer later this year and we have cold showers, we know where that's come from. <laughs> so um, probably fair enough. I yeah, there was a queue though for those warm yes. showers post game. <laughs> all right, the reserves had a win, a five point win, and they only kicked three goals apiece. Uh, both of those uh, teams, the in the reserves, Connor McLeod, um, thirty disposals, eleven clearances. And twenty-two tackles. Yeah, it was from Connor. He's he must be close to getting an AFL, uh, an AFL, Sanford League game. Yeah, yeah he, game. He would be. He um, he played in the midfield this week, and 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 he'd been playing down back for majority of his uh, yes. senior career. Connor, and to to play a game like that, he was by far and away the best player out there. And his attitude at Sanford, um at reserves level has been exceptional this year. Um, really leading that group exceptionally well. Um, and you're right, he would be close. He's, he's probably just a product of us having so much depth at the moment as to him not getting a game. So at the moment, uh, but he's, yeah, right right in line for he's playing the best in. footy I've seen him play. Yeah, I would agree with that yeah, for sure. Yeah. Under-18s uh, went down to South Adelaide. Uh, Jed Thompson had 35 disposals, eight clearances and six tackles. Uh, they lost by 19 points. And the under-16s, uh, they went down by 22 points. Um, I'm hearing good things about Tyler Welsh, Scotty's son, Scott Welsh's son yeah, in, okay. in the 16s. Um, just, just that he's a it's nice, a famous smooth, name, isn't it? yeah, smooth mover, and he's uh, looks like uh, he could play some senior footy down the track. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, we've discussed many a time. Bonds, Darren Ham's in our junior program yes. doing an exceptional job. So we get these guys, Tyler Welsh, the two state boys who aren't playing in our under 18s comp at the moment. Um, yeah, we've got some really, really exciting juniors coming through. Now, before we take a break, I want to talk to you about the club's now on TikTok. So if you uh, have TikTok. You can now follow the Eagles on TikTok. <laughs> there was a TikTok release this week with Zane Williams uh, being picked up in the midweek draft and his good mate Luke Beacon hearing about it. Big embrace yeah, on, it good. on the sideline, which is just warm the heart of all Eagles it supporters. certainly would have. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, high school mates, uh, known each other for years. And it, it's probably a credit to, I mean, Zane's a, a ripping kid and deserves his opportunity, absolutely. But it's a credit to Beaks. And, and I watched that video and I was actually 20 metres behind the boy. So I saw yeah. it live and... Gives you sort of goosebumps, but um, Beeks is close to getting drafted, has missed out a number of times, and to be so happy for a mate, um, it's a testament to the character Luke Beacon is. This is Eagles Radio. For My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au. After the break, we're going to speak with Jesse Lonigan. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. Paul Bonza and the Tomp. Jimmy Tompas is here with us today. Co-hosting, thanks to Incredible Smiles. Are you missing teeth or dentures? See Incredible Smiles today. And you can call in on 1300 736 736 or text on 0427 154 166. Just like... This person has on text. They haven't left their name to them. They haven't, unfortunately. But you want to read no. that text no, out for we've us? we've got a message about two of our juniors. I was just wondering where um, both of us see both Matthias Philippou and Adam Deloria going in the draft and who would be higher of the two. I mean, who who, who would be higher is a, a very tricky one um, to answer. But they're both tracking really nicely in the SA State program who play this weekend. So it'd be exciting to see how, how these two boys go. Matthias, um, probably seen a little bit more of him 
um, being sort of an outside midfielder as well um, and, and a really good physical specimen, as is Adam Doyle as well, big bodied inside mid as well. So I think from all reports, they're tracking well and, and probably very likely to go highly in the draft, probably first round, I would have thought. So one will go one, one will go two. Is that the way? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nice for the footy club, wouldn't it? it would I wouldn't nice be surprised. The that like I said, they're playing some very good footy at the moment. So um, exciting prospect. All right, we're just waiting for Jesse Lonigan. No, he's not answering his phone, Jesse. That does not surprise Might be me stuck one in the mud bit from <laughs> Jesse at all. He's the most unreliable what you could ever imagine. <laughs> uh, he's coming up shortly, all thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical, proud partners of the Woodville West Torrens Footy Club. Um, just uh, waiting for Jesse to come on. Um, question without notice here. Uh, you went the long sleeves on the I did. On the week, weekend. You often... In the in the wet weather, you prefer the long sleeves. Is that is that is that, <laughs> a, do, is that a fashion it's, choice it's, it's or is funny. it a comfort choice? Well, I was actually a bit skeptical about um, getting that one on because prior to the game last week, we were watching Stir and it was quite cold. And Sheeds mentioned that if I see any of my team in a long sleeve Guernsey today, I will not be happy. So none of us wore it against Stir, and I think four of us actually whacked it on. Um, over the weekend, Jesse was being one of them. Me and Goldie have a thing where we always like wearing them together. So, At the same size, so yeah, of a, yeah. We always sort of text each other prior to the bit game. Bit of a time. bromance thing. Yeah, it is yeah. a little bit. It is okay. a little bit. Um, I know Jack Hayes and Nick Hayes used to do it when we did it yes. as well. So I don't know. There's nothing wrong with a long sleeve. Oh, and ours is a I, beautiful I like looking long sleeve. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, no, it looks fantastic. All right, looks like ones. looks like Jesse is. Finally answered his phone, which is good news. That's <laughs> so, on. <laughs> Jesse Lonigan, welcome to Eagles Radio, my friend. It's Bonds and Jimmy. Jimmy Tumpus with you. G'day, boys. Sorry about that. A few technical difficulties on my end, but uh, how are we? You just got to press the answer button, mate. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, look, new phone, mate. I think there's a new update up on this one, so I'm not sure what's going on, but um, no apologies for that. All right. Now, you were drafted number 13 in the 2012 draft. You played... You played 60 games for the Suns, 38 games for Launceston. A lot of people might not know that. <laughs> a premiership player with the Eagles, most importantly. Have you ever played, in all those games, have you ever played in conditions like you played on uh, on Sunday? I never have, mate. And um, I'll be quite happy if I never do again, <laughs> to be fair. Um, it, was in, it was interesting. I mean, the, the only advantage for me, the, the game slowed down a hell of a lot. So uh, I, I definitely enjoyed that aspect of it. But, um, nah, never in my days I, I'd like to play in a game like that again, mate. That's for sure. I agree with you, mate. I'm in uh, the same boat. Uh, how'd you pull up, mate? Actually, pretty good, to be honest. A um, couple of little knocks here and there, mate. But, um, yeah, pretty good, considering just still frozen. Um Still trying to get dirt out of the ears, but apart from that, I'm all, I'm all right. <laughs> and obviously, you missed with the shoulder a couple of weeks ago, mate, and, and obviously you had a little bit of a niggle with a calf over the weekend. Um, talk to us about the shoulder uh, and how that's tracking along. Yeah, so it was a, a little bit of an AC joint. I, I kind of displaced a little bit against uh, the Bays. Um, Matty Snook is a tough inside midfielder, as we all know. Um, cleaned me up quite good, so he got me in the right spot. So I missed probably... About four four weeks with that, um, and now it's pretty it's pretty good from that. And then, yeah, on the weekend, just a little niggle in the warm up, mate. So I think I'm showing my my age a little bit with that. <laughs> but uh, I was able to get through. Um, well, like I said before, the game slowed down a hell of a lot, so it wasn't much running um, for the inside mids or for anyone actually, to be honest, um, on the weekend, which probably held me up in good stead. 
Now, there seemed to be a bit of feeling in the second half, especially after Gunther gave away that 25 metre. There was a bit of push and shove. And the game, from commentating it, the game seemed to go up a level. Did it feel that way out on the ground? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, scores were quite hard to come by. Um, And then once we kind of, you know, we kicked a couple there and um, it was a bit of an arm wrestle for the second half, really. Um, You know, the competitive juices definitely got through us. And, you know, we've played, played a final couple of finals against these guys actually and um it's been quite tough and you know they're an up and coming side and quite young and fiery so uh, yeah it was definitely a tough game it was good to get the chocolates against them yeah it certainly was i mean we've had a pretty successful two and a half years at this point um and this year has gone differently to others jess how, how do you see and it's always good to reflect on this time of year coming the by and, and being the halfway mark how do you see or assess this season compared to the last two uh, I reckon it's quite similar, to be honest, I reckon, Jimmy. I don't know about you, but, um, you know, each year we've won the premiership, we've played quite well, and, you know, the bit of uh, player turnover, whether that's guys moving on to different clubs or interstate, or, um, you know, we've had a lot, lot of guys get drafted to the AFL, which we love to see. Uh, and we're getting some quality blokes coming back. I mean, um, Connor's been a revelation, I reckon, up forward for us. Obviously, losing Tice and now Zane to the AFL. We've got Connor as well coming back and, um, you know, joining the footy club and really... Really hitting strides. He was a bit unlucky not to get drafted. You know, we're, we're stoked to have him, but also we like to see players move up to the next level. Um, you know, to think, I think we're six and three. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. But um, yeah, we're building, and uh, you know, we lost a couple of games early, a bit rusty, but um, there's a lot of room for improvement, and I think that's where exciting for us. Um, you know, we're building for the year. It's a long year, and you know, you don't need to be performing your greatest now. You want to be performing the best later in the year. So. It's good to know that you think we're travelling along at the at the same rate because that just means it's a, a three peat. So uh, now we're just speaking before <laughs> we're just speaking before you came on air. I was asking Tump why he wears the long sleeve uh, sometimes, and he said that him and Goldie have a bit of a thing that, that they decide whether they're going to wear it or not together. They can't wear it, you know, one wears it, one doesn't. They both got to wear it together. What about yourself? You occasionally wear the long sleeve. You don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think Tump wears it to kind of hide the hair. I mean, he's got some hairy arms, looking, so he tries to hide the hair as can. Um, and I think he's got a bit of a long, longer collar on it, so it hides his, you know. I was waiting for that hair. one. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> no, I don't mind it. I think actually the backroom staff here, Doxie, um, had a bit of a mishap with my number one Guernsey, actually. So I went missing for a little while. So I was um, playing in tribute of Sebby Gilhouse for, for a week. Yes, weekend, were. You were, too. Uh, and then this week, they, I'm not sure if they found it or not, but I requested the long sleeve. I looked at the forecast and thought, you know, I might need a rug Smart. up for this one. So, um, yeah, yeah, got some advice with Tump and, you know, he was quick to point me in the right direction, which is good. <laughs> and now we've got some, well, obviously I know, but we obviously know you work at Wise Employment, mate. And, and we have had some requests in regards to some of your colleagues on, I guess some requests, uh, some feedback from yourself. So, can you talk us through some of your your better colleagues and some of your worser colleagues, please, mate? Uh, yeah, so I work for Wise Employer. I've been there for about a couple of years now, and as you know, they're they're a great sponsor of the footy club, um, and it's opened some doors from some others as well, not only myself. So, the better ones would probably definitely be uh, obviously the skipper, who's I'm not sure if he's been on yet or he's going to come on soon. He's on after uh, you, so yeah, <laughs> go for your life. So, yeah, so he, he works down south, so he's definitely one of the better ones. Uh, one of the worst, well, well not worst, probably room for improvement, is definitely uh, <laughs> Matty Knight. 
Um, Cotton Media as well. He, you know, he loves talking AFL fantasy. I'm not sure how much work he gets done, but uh, he's definitely a professional of looking busy. Uh, that's where he's at. But uh, Connor Ballenden as well works with us, um, and so does big Jared Redden um, as well. So uh, it's great to have them along, and you know they're great people and, and a good company to work for. Oh, I'm sure Nida will be a bit flat after that. But anyway, we'll, we'll keep going on. Um, now, obviously, coming from the Gold Coast Suns, they're playing some good, really good footy at the moment. Do you still keep an eye on the club? you obviously got some good mates there still. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, he spent uh, six years there um, since I was you know, 18. That's all I knew for, from an AFL aspect and uh, definitely keep a close eye on them. Um, there is a bit of a lot of turnover there, which is, you know, there's a few good mates. I'm still good mates with Shawnee Lemons up there. I think he's recovering from COVID at the minute, and a few others have moved on to other clubs. But, uh, yeah, they're ticking along well. I think they've got a good draw at the back end of the year. But, um, yeah, hopefully they play finals and kind of break that drought, which would be good to see. Mate, we know what you do outside of footy. You've been recently married. Is that right, Jess? Correct, yeah. Got, uh, got married in February, mate. So, um, you know changed man but uh no it's going well <laughs> married life treating you okay to be honest it's exactly the same as it was mate so nothing's uh nothing's changed too much she tells me where where to be and i just rock up on time that's kind of the role of the myth, so, and then um, the bucks as well in hobart i was lucky enough to get an invite albeit late uh i was still there <laughs> thanks to clay cameron but hey, the, the bucks do you want to run us through um those couple of days mate a two-day yeah, buck show. Rough, but... well, it wasn't just a one-night thing. No, over two days, was it? Was it was three days, two nights. Oh, we need to hear about this. Yeah, so um, the buck show was down in Hobart. So, um, you know, I've got a lot of mates who are uh, down in Tassie still. So it's kind of decided they'll have it down Hobart. Um, Clay Cameron, who was the organiser, who's also I played at Gold Coast with, um, he was one of the groomsmen, and he planned the, planned the bucks, essentially, and missed out Jimmy Tumpus, which was obviously... <laughs> He was pretty pretty flat with that. I think you got to invite maybe two weeks beforehand or something. Still made it. <laughs> Still made it. Still made it. That's all that counts. Um, no, it was down Hobart, mate. Nothing was really organised too well. Clay organised some uh, accommodation, rocked up. There was no booking, so that was a good start. Um, didn't have any tickets to the... All I said is I want to go to the Ashes to the cricket. No tickets there, so that was also really good. But, uh, you know, great spirit. Spirit of the Eagles, mate. We just adapted and... Um, had a really good two days. Can't really speak of uh, too much that went on, but uh, it was enjoyable. Fantastic, mate. That's great. Uh, look, your Uncle Sam got you to the club. Um, what keeps you at the Eagles? Just so This will be before we let you go. What What's the thing that keeps you at the club and, and not wandering back to Hobart? Uh, it's probably a few factors, to be honest, mate. Um, obviously, when I... When I came, I've never been to Adelaide before. I usually came here when I played for the Suns and we got belted by 10 goals every time he came here. So I never had a great experience here. But when Sam came here, kind of obviously bringing family and footy together, it's pretty rare. Um, so it was a great opportunity for me to come down and uh, for him to coach for the year that he was here. And uh, just the, probably the relationships I've built, um, not only at the footy club, but also uh, you know in Adelaide and we're pretty settled. We bought a house here now, mate, and... and you know, we don't look like going anywhere for the foreseeable future. And um, just the family aspect of the football club um, is amazing. And it's kind of embraced me and Emma with, with open arms. And, you know, we loved every single bit of it. And winning a couple of flags helps, mate. So hopefully we can get a couple more. And, um, yeah, 
Great, Enjoy fantastic. It. Look, now before we let you go, oh, sorry, there's one more question. This comes from Facebook from Gary McPhee. Uh, I don't know this if this is true or anything, but if, uh, he wants to know: Have you lost your wallet lately? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not lately. <laughs> oh, okay. Not late, not lately. So, couple. My first year, I reckon I, I was doing a trade assistant um, role when I first got here to the club at BCE and CJ Electrical on Port Road um, with Bobby Cross there. And uh, we're working on a site in Glenelg and I misplaced my wallet and I couldn't find it for a good week or two. And um, Gary, was it? He, yes, Gary uh, McPhee. Yeah, yeah. Gary, yeah, got in touch with the footy club, uh, which was really kind of him and really nice and organised a meetup. And um, yeah, it was kind enough to give it back to me. So oh, very great. lucky oh, in that there, aspect. So it was a great, great gesture for, from himself and, um, yeah, very thankful for that. Mate, really appreciate you ha- having you on the show. It's been a great chat, and uh, we're yeah, very happy to have you at the club and hope you stay there for many years to come. Thanks uh, thanks very much, Jesse. No problems. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. There we go, Jesse Lonigan. All thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical, your, all your electrical needs. They're great supporters of the Woodville West Torrance Footy Club for more than 10 years. Bob Cross and the team down there, as he mentioned, do a great job and support the club. Um, this has been this is Eagles Radio. It's not been Eagles Radio. Uh, coming up after the break, we've got the skipper Luke Thompson, and it's all thanks to Incredible Smiles to get a more permanent fix for missing teeth and dentures. Check incrediblesmiles.com.au. All right, after the break, we'll speak to Luke Thompson on SENSA. You're listening to Eagles Radio for enormous homes, build a better life, and my money house. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Tuesday night, Eagles Radio Night. Paul Bonzer, Jimmy Tompas with you. All thanks to our good friends at Kirkbrake Seafood. From the ocean to them to you. And uh, Tump, a great chat with Jesse Lonigan. And if you uh, missed that, you can catch up on the podcast. Uh, so don't worry about that. Um, now we have uh, one of the great men of the Woodville West Orange Footy Club. Well, I'm not sure if he's one of the great men. He's okay. He's okay? <laughs> he's okay. The skipper, Luke Thompson. <laughs> Luke, welcome to Eagles Radio. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Tomo, how are you? Good, Jimmy. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you, mate. How did you pull up from the weekend? We spoke with Jess before in regards to the conditions. How did you pull up? And, and don't lie to me, I know we've noticed you had only two tackles, so you couldn't have been that sore. <laughs> no, I, I, mate, I don't hide from that. It's a bit <laughs> easier for us defenders in a game like that. It's not uh, not as bad as what the mids would have copped, that's for sure. So, no, I, I actually pulled up all right, mate, but, you know, I've got that old body that's just hardened for football, I guess. Is that what you call it? Yeah, that's what I reckon. These young blokes that can't handle it these days, they get a bit of a few injuries and stuff. I think the older you the older you get, the longer you stay on the park, the harder you get, I reckon. Now, are you speaking of that, are you missing your old partner in crime? Paddy Paddy Jafrida's not there this year, is it you know, you used to be your your sparring partner next to you every game? Is is that left a bit of a gap? No, yeah, I do miss Goof. I, um, you know, Goof's just a, you know, a great leader to have around the club, first of all, and a great leader out in the field game day. So, definitely miss the impact that he has, and, and miss him around the club. But then miss the, uh, the just the extra age that he brings. Because now I'm one of the older ones, probably there. And it's, <laughs> I'm not really enjoying that getting called. Like, I've got Jared Ormond's come back, and I think he's got me for age, so he's getting called fossil at the moment, which is perfect for me. But. I've got a few grey hairs coming through, so the boys are, the boys are onto me. So Goof used to take a bit away from me, so I'm kind of missing that as well. 
Um, we, we spoke to Jess about the South game as well, mate, but we, we spoke about myself and Bond's importance of that win. Um, to you, how important was that, that win from, I guess, setting up our season? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was massive. I think, uh, you know, me internally have a bit of a look ahead of the, at the season um, and I sort of saw our last three weeks with the Crows and Sturt and South wanting to win at least two of those and, and we ended up doing that. So we put ourselves in a position six and three. So yeah, the win on the weekend going to that, we were one and one for the last sort of couple. We obviously lost against the Crows um, and then beat Sturt out there in the, in the wet, which was a great win for us. And then to, to back that up and win against South was super important. It puts us six and three now, leaves us in touch with the top um, the top sort of three or the top five clubs at the moment. So yeah, it was massive for us and Hopefully we can freshen up after a couple of solid games in the wet and um, come out in the back half of the season and get some early wins in those first few rounds of the back half. Yeah, absolutely. And we had Studs, who you played, obviously, alongside in the back line having his debut. Uh, what are your thoughts on his performance, mate? Yeah, I thought he was really good. I think Sheed said after the game, and I tended to agree, he looked um, pretty comfortable, pretty, um, you know, like he he played a few games in at league footy before. So, yeah, I thought, you know, the game being a little bit slower and a bit more contested and, and stuff like that probably made him feel a, a bit better and a bit not easier to come in, but you don't have the, the speed in the game that, you know, I think the, the step up in league football compared to reserves football is all that the speed of ball and the ball use is, is pretty sharp. So to come into a bit of a slower game like that was really nice, but he looked really comfortable. He used the ball really well for the wet and, um, you know, he looked like a, not a first game player, that's for sure. So he looked like that sort of 20 game player. So hopefully, um, you know, he stays in now and, and gets a good, good run of it. Now, Timmy probably knows the answer to this, but as captain of the club, do you meet regularly with Sheeds and have a focus on anything week to week as you want to direct onto the playing group? Uh, yeah, we probably do. Probably not even me individually. It's probably more as a leadership group. We'll have we'll have catch ups. We've got a bit of a message group that we fire around a few messages and the odd phone call as well. And, and the catch ups are training. So yeah, we definitely go into a week. You know what we want to focus on as a team. And I guess Sheed just looks at the leaders to try drive that. So. Um, you know, Sheeds comes up with most of the kind of ideas. We try to take a little bit of load off him as well, but it's probably up to the leadership group and then more senior players of the club to make sure that we're driving the messages that he's bringing and um, getting all the team to buy in, which, you know, I think we played some okay football at the start. Um, you know, through the middle, we, we, we won a few games, but we probably weren't playing our best footy and we started to drive our standards a bit more and, and get a bit more buy-in from, from younger players and, and made sure everyone, um, you know, just loved the place, really. You're at the football club a lot, um, as, as Jimmy would know. So we just wanted a more buy-in from, from a lot of players and, and make sure that, you know, we're hitting these winter months now and, and I think wins in these sort of next few months of, of winter, the next sort of, what, what have we got, like next eight games, really, in winter or seven games. So I think these wins are super important. So to get the energy up with the young group and, and get everyone buying in at this time of year is, is what we're really driving. Mate, you've been captain of the footy club for a little while now, a long while now, um, and had you know, a couple of different coaches with, with Godsey and, and Sammy having one year in our Sheeds. And obviously we've experienced a lot of success over the last you know two years and then hopefully leading to your third. What has Sheeds brought to this club that has been different to, to Godsey? Yeah, I've always said that the, the, the coaches that come in and can build, and Godsey was good at it as well, so maybe not something different, but I've always said the coaches that can come in and, and get buy-in from the players and build really strong relationships. I'm, I know I get sick of myself hearing me say build strong relationships. I say it at work, I say it at the footy club, but <laughs> it, it's actually so important. So for a coach to come in and, and get buy-in from the players and, and earn that trust, that it, 
it kind of shows for our first couple of years under Sheeds that he was able to do that really quickly. Um, and, and hence, you know, we had a good side, but hence the performances we were putting on the park. And, you know, there's, it's no fluke to win two flags in a row. Um, whether you've got the crop or not, you have to have the right systems in place. So, you know, game plan stuff and all that. Most coaches are pretty on the game plan and all that. It doesn't differ too much. So I think it's the relationship side of stuff and being a real mentor kind of off the field as well as on the field and showing real care in your players, um, you know, and it, it's no different to work situations these days. I think if you really show care to your work colleagues and, and you get buy-in and, and make them feel as though what they do makes a difference, then it's the same at the football club and that's what Sheeds has been able to do and, and hence the success that we've had. You seem to be a very level-headed person and you're very straight face and all got this poker face when you play. Is there anyone you need to pull in line from time to time, like just absolutely yell your head off at them because they're not doing what, what the team structure needs? No, I don't think so. Um, as you said, I'm normally pretty level-headed. I think, you know, I've had some heated arguments and stuff with players in the past. Um, but, you know, I think people know when they're doing the wrong thing or people know when they've done something that's, uh, that's outside our team, sort of our team dynamic or our team culture and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's been the conversations like that along the way, but nothing that sort of stands out. But, you know, I, I'm just the same. I'm just a massive relationship builder as long as everyone's just towing the line and doing the right thing by, you know, the football club and, and our team, then, you know, we're going to get along pretty well. And, and, and our club's been really good at that. And, and it's nothing that I've brought to the club. It's probably honour and these blokes that have just carried through from the sicker days and the the Mark McKenzie, Luke Powell, the, the Luke Jared days that we've kind of just carried this same mantra and the same culture through this club. And um, I think when you come into the Eagles, like you, you know what to expect. The culture's set. You kind of buy in. If you don't buy in, you find yourself out the door, which we're not really afraid to do as well. Um, but, you know, most of the people we get into the club um, aren't, you know, I think everyone's a good player in the SNFL. You want to get good players to your club, but we're also focused on the, the person side of stuff. Um, you know, everyone's a good player at SNFL level, but if you can get really good people into your club that, that buy in it to your culture and, and just love the place, they, they hang around and, and you see these 200-game players or, you know, 150-game players that win a couple of flags and, and they stay around for a while like the Powleys and the Luke Jarreds uh, and the like. Now, nah, well said, mate. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. On some of the current day players we've got going, I mean, Riley Knight's had an exceptional year. Joey Sinor finally got some of the credit he deserves in, in making the state team. How have you seen those two players in particular and their seasons? And then anyone else you want to sort of add to the mix? Yeah, those two have been massive for us. Like, obviously, you know, Joey's a born and bred eagle. He's, he's come up through the ranks. He probably struggled early days in his career playing a lot of twos footy when you had all the sickers back that were playing midfield and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, Joey's a year this year has been amazing. He's, you know, he's heart and soul. He loves the place. He, and, you know, talking about that buy-in and, and people that just want to be here because they love playing for the Eagles jumper, yeah, Joey's all that. And, and his performances on the field show that, the desperation and the care that he has for his teammates. So Joey's year has been unbelievable. And, and Riley to... You know, I've been in the AFL system as you have, Jimmy, and Riley's come back as a junior as well. And, and just the buy-in, the, the training that he does during the week, the, you know, he does everything right. He helps the young boys develop as well. Um, and then, you know, he's tell, he tells young blokes in during the week what to do, but then he goes out on the weekend and he does it himself. So his year's been exceptional, and I'd be very surprised if he wasn't winning the... Uh, the best and fairest at the moment for the league. So, yeah, those two have been massive for us this year. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, we've got the two Menzel boys. Obviously, Troy just came back, but Dan's been pretty big for us this year up forward as well. I think we were 
a little bit undersized with Redo out for a little while and we had Connor pinch hitting in the ruck a fair bit. So Dan had to carry the load up forward and I thought he I think, you know, his year this year as well, um, he's he's really taken that forward um role. He's a he's a massive leader there for our for our football club up forward. So I think his year's been massive as well. Great, Tomo. Thanks for joining us on Eagles Radio. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. We've got to go to an ad break, but uh, appreciate you uh, joining us tonight and have, enjoy your week off, mate, and uh, get back into it next game. Nah, I will, boys. Thanks for having me. Love it. Luke Thompson, captain of the club there. Um, and we've got to take a break, Jimmy. We're coming back for the Good Life Injury Report. Good Life Health Club's injury report. So uh, just one quarter to go here on Eagles Radio. And uh, don't you go anywhere. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For Normous Homes, build a better life. And My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. Paul Bonzer, Jimmy Tumpus with you. All thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life. And it's now time for the Good Life Health Club Injury Report. And you can start feeling good, feel good with good life. Dave McFarlane, he's got a hammy. He's a few weeks away, still three or four, quite a yeah, decent pro- hammy. It was a little bit worse than what we anticipated initial initial days. So, yeah, he's probably three or four weeks away. Um, really important part of our side as well. So hopefully getting back soon. Saw big Seb uh, Gilhouse doing some laps last night. He looks okay. Can't be too far away. No, nah, I think after the bye, he'll be fit and raring to go. Um, that one was probably on the better side of what we first thought. So I think after the bye, he might have a run too. You see his photo on social media? I see a lot of Seb's photos on social media. Any, and Any comment? Don't really pay too much attention to okay. what Tron does. KB Much, uh, shoulder should be, <laughs> should be about a week away. Uh, yeah, Mike, again. Mike, be back. Yeah, I, I, th- the... I think he'll play after the bye okay. um, from all reports. He's moving really well. And, and so I saw him last week. Oh, no, Captain's run. He's flying at the moment. Kobe kicked himself in elite condition. So I think he'll slot back into our team pretty comfortably. And uh, Nutsy Allman should be back. Similar same, pathway, I think. Similar yeah. pathway. And then Rory Lehman laid out. Um, just a bit of a problem with the hip, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He's had some soft tissue stuff, and this was sort of somewhat uh, aligned to that. So he was an unusual one, probably erred on the side of giving him the week off, uh, and I would say he'd be back after the bye as well. Well, that's the good news, from because that's all we got for the Good Life uh, Injury <laughs> Report. Thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs, good for tightening the belt and good for life. Start your five-day free trial today. Visit goodlife.com.au. Now, uh, before we go, we've got some club news. Uh, We mentioned this last week, and it's coming up very, very soon on the 18th of June, which is our next home game, a couple of weeks away. The Hospital Research Foundation Longest Table Home Match Lunch on the 18th at $65 a ticket, uh, raising money for the Hospital Research Foundation, which are a charity partner. Uh, Silent raffles, lots lots of good things that happen there. And do you know that... I forgot to turn that down. I'm going to take the blame. I normally blame Bonds. Benny. We discussed I this, normally, mate, we and were you ju- stuffed We were just it up. talking about it, and I've stuffed it up again. I normally blame Ben. This is I no really one's fault but yours, Bonds. But I'm going to put my hand up because I'm the bigger man. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's good. That, that is a ca- that testament to your character, mate. That, mean, that means that it's nearly time for us to go. Uh, don't forget our next home game, Saturday the 18th of June, but get your tickets, 65 bucks for the longest table. Uh, it'll be a great afternoon. Tom, thanks for thanks for having oh, coming what in an on ending the show. There, Bonds. Well done. Uh, <laughs> one day I'll learn how to do this. We'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, look, um, um, have a great week off. I will. I certainly will. Thank you, mate. See you next time. <laughs>